Welcome to Resi Talk, where real estate sales instructors have unfiltered conversations about real estate with industry leaders and inspiring people. On this episode, we are honored to have Kate Rossi, Regional Executive Vice President of NRT's Eastern Region and one of the most influential women in real estate as ranked by the Swanepoel Power 200 list. If you are loving what you're hearing, as we know you will, make sure you visit resitalkpodcast.com and sign up for more information. Welcome to Resi Talk. I'm your host, Cassandra Gallego, and I am sharing the podcast stage with my fabulous co-hosts, Pam Victorias and Laura Gilmore. Today, we have the privilege of getting to chat with Kate Rossi. Now, she's not yelling. She just talks this way, and you better listen because she knows what she is talking about. She's gone from top producing agent to award-winning managing broker to executive vice president of NRT's Eastern Region, which spans over 15 states as well as the DC area and oversees 400 offices with close to 23,000 agents. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. So exciting to have you here today, Kate. Thanks for being here. Thanks for asking me. Pam's going to go ahead and kick us off with our this or that. You want to take it from here, Pam? Sure. This or that is just a quick rapid fire answer. So I'm just going to ask you two things. You tell us your favorite choice. Are you a phone call or a text kind of person? Text. Ah, I love that. Do you work late or do you get to work early? Both. <laughs> I knew she'd say that. We all knew that. Why, why is it that everybody that we keep talking Everyone to says, says both? No one said picked one. <laughs> We, we have we have leaders in this company that just work too darn much. That's all I'm going to say. All right, money or free time? Free time. <laughs> I love that you had to think about it, though. Really hard. Yeah, really. Like, Wait a minute. Know, what's not free sure. time? I have the money. I don't know. <laughs> love it. That's great. Are you a Mac or a PC? PC. Okay. Uh, this is our favorite one to ask. Speed or accuracy? Speed. Also a very common answer. Vacation or staycation? Staycation. Oh, okay. Uh, audiobook or traditional book? Traditional. I have thousands. Ooh, oh, there you go. Okay. Well, that leads me to a great question, Kate. So we are doing a Florida book club. You may have heard of it for all agents in Florida. And I'm picking the brain of our leaders. So do you have a favorite industry uh, oriented book that you love the most that you've read over and over? You know what? My favorite book in the world is The Giving Tree. And it has nothing to do with motivation or anything. It just talks about the soul and what is right. If you do the right thing, the right thing happens. So I'd read it and I read it all the time. Okay, I love that. I love that. Buy I love it for that. my son That's... right now. Yes. Oh, I have Aww. multiple copies in my house. Yep. Yep. That's a great, great answer. Thank you, Kate. I love that. Awesome. Love those answers too. So we're going to just dive right in and ask you some questions. So in your opinion, you've obviously, you're at the pinnacle of your career. You've been named top 10 of women in real estate. Pretty incredible. So we're excited that you're here, but what, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment or what are you most proud of as far as your career is concerned? As far as my career, um, there's been so many things that have made me, you know, who I am. But I think it's the networking with the agents, the connection, the relationships that I've built along the way. They have propelled me through so many tough times that I think without, this is a relationship business. 
And I really think that that is what I'm most proud of, that I have friends all across the United States and overseas, and I could call on any of them for any kind of question, any kind of advice, or just to feel connected. So I think that's my greatest accomplishment. That's so cool because even the agent that is out there working with their sphere, with their contacts, out there farming, whatever it is, we always say, as you said, that it's a relationship business. And even at your level, it still continues to be a relationship business. You know, when we start getting just into the data of things, we're going to lose it. So I, I think you got to stay connected. You got to be involved. And the client, let's face it, is the agent to me. I mean, they are my clients. And, and the more connected I am to them, the better this company becomes. That's right. All right. So I'm going to ask you the flip side of that question. And that is, what's been the biggest challenge in your career? And how did you overcome that? I think the biggest challenge for me is <laughs> I get very impatient um, when I think people should understand and understand what they need to do but yet they just don't do it. It's frustrating. It, it's like everybody, everyone could be successful in this business if they just work. And it, it's very challenging for me. I, I, I just don't understand. You see some of the most incredibly talented people just don't do what they need to do to be successful. And that's frustrating. That's very frustrating for me. Yeah. You, you kind of see that they've got what it takes. They just have to do work. it yeah they have to work it reminds me of our mark middleton episode you got to go back and listen to that because he said i managed for six months and when i saw how much money people were making and the the effort they were putting in i went in and i said i gotta go i gotta go make money and in six yeah. months he yeah. had what 20 listings he said right yep. yeah yeah and his first million dollars i think the biggest challenge for this industry it's too easy to get into it i think everybody <laughs> thinks they can do mm -hmm. real estate I was on the board of directors for NAR for nine years. And, you know, I would vote every year, like make it tougher to get in because I think it's misleading to a lot of people. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I you agree. Too. Get a license and then they're going to go sell a lot of real estate. You have to work. It is a job. And, mm -hmm. and like I said, I see so many people that come into this business and they fail because they just don't treat it as if it's a job. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, HGTV. Thank you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so obviously you were a successful agent. You you wouldn't be where you are had you not, you know, done well out in the field. And so what one thing do you think you can attribute your biggest successes to as an agent? As an agent, um, I had no fear. <laughs> Still don't have it. I wish I had maybe a little, but no, my daughter, you know, I had a little girl. I was a single mom and uh, I had no fear. She was more important than the fear. So I think I just pursued what I had to pursue listings. I love listings. Um, I love marketing listings. I love working with listings. I love everything about it. So I didn't have fear to knock on a door. I didn't have fear to pick up a phone. I just never did. I prospect. I just prospect all the time. And it, to me, that that is what permeated, you know, pushed me through. I just got through it mm -hmm. because I was just not afraid. So define prospecting all the time. How many hours a day would you say you prospected? You know what? My back then I teach a class. It's one appointment a day, five days a week. Okay. And when I got started, because my daughter was so little, I only worked four days a week. So I would get three appointments a day, four days a mm. week. That is fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. And so I used to teach that I used to teach that early on, and then I realized no one was as crazy as I was to do the three appointments a day. 
So, but in my mind, I wanted to think I was part-time because, um, you know, I wanted to be home also with my daughter. But um, so it's prospecting every day. You should do one appointment minimum, one appointment a day, five days a week. And I don't care if it takes you 15 minutes to get that appointment or if it takes you 25, four hours to get that appointment. You've got right. to get one appointment a day, five days a week. You do that, your career is set. Done. Totally yeah. And Kate, I know in all the years that I've been with Cobble Banker, you really do often talk about your why being the fact that you were raising your daughter alone as a single parent successfully. If we were to ask your daughter today, what the one thing that she has most learned from you growing up, what do you think she would say? Courage. Courage. Well, that's fantastic. I love, that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I know I heard the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So tell us about how your daughter is doing in her real estate business. She's great. She won the trip. She'll be in uh, the breakers next week. I um, can't nice. wait to see her. So, I mean, I'm really proud of her. Uh, she's for the longest time. She's like, I don't want to tell anybody you're my mom. And I was like, right. court, you know, it might help maybe. And she's like, no mother, I want to do this on my own. So, and she has, she totally has done um, she goes after listings. She's involved in the community. She's involved in her kids' schools. Um, you know, she just is really engaged in it, but uh, she's incredible. She's much better than I could have ever been. Oh, stop. No, I mean, that's got to be so <laughs> awesome to watch, too. Like, oh, my God. Her yeah. I'm, proud of her. I'm just proud of her. She's a good kid. She really Sounds like she's got some of that courage that you uh, taught her she about. She really has no fear. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love that you shared that she said that she didn't want necessarily people to know who her mom was. Uh, I remember yeah. when Wendy Crane called me to come work for education. She had no idea that my mom worked for the company. She then yelled at my mother and said, yeah. why didn't you tell me your daughter? <laughs> she's like, well, she was happy where she was at. And so it's so funny because now my mom will engage with some of even her own agents and they're like, oh my gosh, you're Cassie's mom. And she's like, no, that's Terry's daughter. <laughs> Get it right. So families in real estate. So a quick question. Um, you know, we all have mentors. Um, who was your mentor, your role model early on when you were a realtor? Well, my dad. <laughs> and he wasn't a realtor, okay. but. Okay. Yeah. Just his energy, what his stick to itiveness. Oh God, he was amazing. He was a great guy, and yeah, he uh, he was he will always be my mentor. That's fantastic. Uh, how about if you could change something over the course of your career? Did you ever do a misstep where you think, oh, that I should have changed that. I should have done something differently. No, I don't have any regrets. I think everything is a learning process. Um, I think mm -hmm. you know when people start regretting, you don't grow, and and I just think right. you know every step along the way has been a challenge, has been something different. I, I, I would encourage people not to hold themselves back. I would say to any mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. that wants to grow in any organization, be open to ideas, be open to any kind of challenge the company pursues you know, and says, would you mm -hmm. do this? Mm -hmm. I never think about it. I just say, yes. I'll do mm -hmm. it, you know, and, you know, sometimes people want to see like all kind of stuff, like look at financials and, you know, think about it and just go with it, just go with mm -hmm. it. And that's how you grow. I think that speaks to your uh, having no fear because mm -hmm. it reminds me of that quote, the only people that never fail are those that never try. So I think when you have no fear and you just go out there and you just put the pedal to the metal, that's really what mm -hmm. uh, helps you get that success. Yeah. I think people get too comfortable. If you really want to know the truth, I think people don't grow because they get comfortable. 
And I think it's, right. it's easier to be comfortable for a lot of people than have the fear of unknown. You know, what if I do this and it doesn't work out? So what? Right. You know, try something else. Go for something else. It's, it's not life-threatening. We don't, we don't have people's lives in our hands, even though we have the biggest responsibility because it's the biggest financial responsibility for most people. I just think go for it. Just go for it. So on that, how do you continue to learn and grow within our business, within our industry? Is it, are there books? Is it, how do you re-educate yourself? I read all the time. I really do. But I, um, I, I grow because I stay engaged in the field. Uh, I'll go on a listing with an agent. I'll go on a price reduction. Um, you know, I, I love doing that because if I don't understand what my client, which is the agent, is going yeah. through, then I can't relate to it. So I try to keep current with Moxie. I love that program. I wish I had that when I was selling. Oh, yes. You know, oh, it's my favorite tier. I love real vitalized to me is like the best kept secret right now. I, I, oh, yes. If I had a listing that wasn't selling right now, it's terms, price and condition. I would say, look, let's relist this property. Let's get real vitalized on here and, you know, let's refresh it and let's relist it for a year. Because if not, it's going to expire. But we have so many things that you need to stay current with. And I think, too, unfortunately, we get comfortable. We do the same thing all the time. And so, therefore, we don't grow. Awesome. But um, I, I, I try to stay current. I try to stay what's happening in the market today. And that's by being engaged with the agent. Well, and, and, and you've said over and over again now, you know, people get comfortable or they want to do what's, you know, easier or, or, or they want to have everything ready. It's so funny. I have on my desktop i'm looking at it right now because i struggle with this and it says start before you're ready that's my background on my computer just pull the trigger but um my question is you know what do you think is the number one hurdle obviously you've said people get comfortable all the time but aside from that what do you think is the number one hurdle most agents face in their business mixing it up change it up like this is how i always did it and it worked yeah and then they lose a few listings and they blame it on everything else other than they haven't changed and stayed current with the times. And so I think if you're not utilizing the tools, if you're not doing the things, you know, you might not want to use everything. I understand that piece of it, but to constantly do things the way you used to do it, you, eventually it's going to catch up with you. So you got to stay current. I mean, everything needs a refresh. So you know, go back and maybe pick a tool that you really struggled with or haven't used. I mean, concierge, in my opinion, has stepped the game up. It has made you, uh, you know, with the, the envelope and instead of the just listed, just sold, because I believe in those postcards so bad. I, I love them. But that envelope oh. ups your game. It, it mm -hmm. takes you a little different than the competition. So mixing it up is so important. Uh, but always saying, well, it, you know, it's worked. I've done this way all my life and I'm not going to change now. That's you're at the end. You're at the end. <laughs> being willing to yeah. being willing to adapt. Well, it's you, you heard that here first, ladies. Laura, Pam, and I, we, we've got jobs. <laughs> We're good because you always gotta keep growing. You always gotta keep learning. So we've got you job grow. security. <laughs> I love it. So you've obviously had to figure that out at some point. So what was it like when you first got started? What was success in your early year? When did that kind of click for you? You know what? I um, it was funny. I, I I never liked working with buyers. I really didn't. I uh, GPS was only being used by NASA, I think. And um, so I, I I really didn't have a sense of direction. I don't. I still don't to this day. 
So I, I prospected because I knew I could find the house and work it. But I think what I what really clicked for me is interest rates were 18%. And I had hundreds of listings at that point. And, and when it dropped to 12 and everything started going under contract, I was like, oh my God, this listing thing, I knew I was right. You know, even though at the time you, you struggle because you're spending a lot of money, keeping inventory, keeping sellers happy and everything. And when it really snapped and it dropped to 12 and, and everything was going under contract, I knew I found the magic button, which was listings. And, and because you control your destiny by controlling listings, you right. control markets, you mm -hmm. control everything. Mm -hmm. Who gets all the buyers, the agent with the listings. So mm -hmm. that's when it clicked, when the interest rates finally connected and, and became less than 18. Um, <laughs> but I always love listing. They're a little less than 18 I just now, always, right? I know when people say interest rates are going up, I'm like, to what? Three and a half? I mean, like, good Lord, it's free money right now. Love it. Right. <laughs> so, Kate, uh, did you ever get to the point in your career where you realized that you really needed help in order to grow your business? And then how did you handle that? Oh, you know what? I don't know if I ever got to that point because my business would always grow because I had a business plan. I had a plan every year to do better than I did the year before. I wouldn't accept doing less than I did the year before. I always knew how many listings I had the one year I knew I had to beat it the following year. So I never really um, teetered on that. I think too many people have good years, bad years, good years, bad years, or they have a great year and they think they can't do it again. All you have to do, I mean, success leaves clues. All you have to do is look at how many listings you got last year, you know, where your, your sphere of influence came from, how did you get those listings, and then just do more of it. You know, the Just One More campaign, I'll give a plug for my little campaign. I mean, if people, if people aren't doing that, I, I, the managers, I blame the managers. You need to sit, I don't care how successful the agent is. If they had 50 listings last year, could they get 51? If they had no listings last year, could they get one? And then it's our jobs as instructors, as leaders to help them achieve that goal. I, I did a, a podcast this morning uh, and, and the statement was, you know, anyone that sets smart goals are 10 times more likely to hit it. You know, if you're not hitting, mm -hmm. setting a target, mm -hmm. you, then you're all over the place. I hate when I ask a, uh, an agent, how many listings did you get last year? I don't know. Well, oh my goodness. You know that because yeah. that's part of your business plan and you'll never falter right. if you have a good business plan. And all the business plan is how many listings did you get last year? How many do you want to get this year? What commission are you going to take it at? Mm -hmm. Are you going to hold strong? That's the other thing. I, I never gave my money away. <laughs> I, I never did because it wasn't fair to the other clients that mm -hmm. I would charge a commission to. And I used to say to the seller, what do you care what you pay me if I get you what you want? But know right. your worth know what you know you're worth so i i would always mm -hmm. raise the bar on that so i don't think i've faltered i'm can't it's all that's right start setting your goals for next year you heard it right here mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. from our own Love kate it. rossi go. i'm stealing that success leaves clues i'm, I'm gonna share that in every single one of my oh, I, to, I i literally wrote it down the minute she stopped speaking uh, it's, i it was awesome. have taken that yeah, that is a good one can we can we quote you on Absolutely. that, Kate, in our classes? I don't think necessarily, it's my quote. I probably got right. it from somebody else, but yeah, you can quote me. It's okay. We're it's it. You own it. It's done. You own it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
so I, I think you kind of answered that very next question. How did you come up with that just one more campaign? That was part of kind of how you planned for your business. You just wanted to do at least one more than you did. Right. You know, and, and I always did that as an agent, but I was a manager for 15 years. Best job and the hardest job in our company. It really is managing an office because you have everybody in your hands. And and if you are a great manager, you could change their, your agent's lives because you hold people accountable. You're not there to be their friend. You're not there to babysit. You're there to help them do more business. So everybody in my office, I would push, I pushed, I pushed. We had a a monthly goal, a weekly goal, a yearly goal. And my agents all knew the goal. Everybody knew what the office wanted to accomplish. I wanted to be number one in the United States. So I kept saying to them, you know what, guys, this is what we have to do. We have to set goals. And so I would ask them every year, how many listings did you do last year? And, And I asked this one guy, I said, can you do more this year? And he asked me, he said, Miss Rossi, are you ever satisfied? And I said, no, you shouldn't be either. I said, could you do one more than you did last year? He said, yeah, I could do five more. I said, all I'm asking is one more. Can you do one more? And he said, absolutely. So that's where that came from. And then I thought, you know, if I did it with him, I'm going to ask every agent in my office, can you do one more than you did the year before? And it it became since way back in the stone ages, I think since 1986, I started that program. But we, uh, Pittsburgh, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the time, and we ended up in the top five in the United States with one of the lowest average sale prices Wow! because we controlled inventory and I was able to recruit a lot of talented people, but I held everybody accountable. So for us to even place, we ended up number two in the United States, which my target was number one, <laughs> um, but I was so proud of the team because we were in with the big guns. Uh, you know, in a little North Hills office, which is still one of my favorite offices in the world. But it it, it was making and holding people accountable that that um, where just one more came out of. <laughs> so I love that you mentioned that you were also in the management side. I know that we have lots of agent listeners, but we also have managers that listen. And there's this one story, I think I've heard you tell it one time, and I still laugh about it to this day. Can you tell me a little bit about the black garbage bag? (laughs) Oh, God, you know what, I rarely (laughs) lost an agent, rarely, rarely, rarely. And um, I this, this gal, Jean Walters, I'll say her name, she, uh, her father had passed away. And in I, you know, I did what I would thought I was supposed to do, but I, I'm a pretty private person when it comes to my personal life. So I was treating it as she wasn't coming in. She just wasn't, you know, she, she was not handling, you know, but she was sad and whatever. So I would call her, but I just wasn't being as proactive as normally. Cause if I didn't see an agent in the office, any other time I'd say, where are you? Get in here. You know, but so the competition got her, she was vulnerable at that point and the competition got her. And I, I never lost anybody. I, I was like nuts. I was devastated. <laughs> so I remember uh, talking to her. I was like, Jean, I let you down. I'm sorry. And she's like, I, I wish I wouldn't have left and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you're coming back. I want, I want you to come back. I, I, I apologize. And she's like, well, I can't. They're going to do this big thing in the paper. Let, let me wait a little bit. I said, no, you're crying. You want to come home. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> So I went down there There with a big old hefty bag, Uh a black hefty bag, and I drove down to her office, and I charged in there, and I asked to see Jean Walters, and uh, the receptionist said, well, she's in the back, I'll call her, I said, never mind, I just charged right through, 
sitting at her little <laughs> desk, she was still sobbing from our conversation because my office was near her office. And I start, I said, is this yours? I kept packing stuff in the bag. And uh, she tells the Kleenex isn't mine. I remember putting the Kleenex back. I was like, come on. Well, in the meantime, the manager comes running and screaming like, you know, like I was kidnapping somebody or whatever. Just her market share. <laughs> Make a long story short, I grab her. I parked out back. We went out back, got her in the car, and the police came. And Oh, my goodness. It was unreal. It was so bizarre. Anyways, the guy comes over, and she's crying. I'm like, quit crying, you know, and uh, he said, what's going on, ladies? And I'm just being a great manager. <laughs> I said, you know what? She wants to come back. She left my office. I was trying to explain, and he goes, realtors. I mean, he just was like, <laughs> So he said, okay, don't let it happen. Don't go in the office without permit, you know, and he takes off. So I drive her up to the office and pack her up and we like, everybody's celebrating. She's back. So it was about seven 30 at night and I'm getting ready to leave. And Jeannie walks in my office and she said, Kate, there's only one problem. And I said, what? She said, I left my car down there. We have to go back. We have to take you back. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, because they the cops said never pull in that parking lot again. You know, and I was like, okay, pre-Uber, huh? So <laughs> I threw her out of the car and I sped out of there. But you know what? It, it became a legend. It became something that people said, don't leave Rossi. <laughs> crazy. And uh, I never lost anybody after that. She'll come get you. That's one way to hold on to your <laughs> agents. That's for sure. You know what? They're they're part of your family, and it's very difficult. You get this competition mm -hmm. that try to find their weak spot or they offer them anymore. It's, it's, they offer some stupid money and it, it's to me, my mm -hmm. friends that married for money, it didn't work out. You know? <laughs> and so sometimes when these agents are going for the cash, it's not going to work out. Oh my yeah. gosh. I used to say that in the office right. all the time. Right. I'd say, listen, the grass is always greener over the septic tank. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem with agents is they take themselves with them. Right. Unless you change your behavior where you're at, it's not going to be different where you go. And so that's the whole thing. It's taking action, change your behavior, get uncomfortable, start doing things that you necessarily wouldn't do, and you'll change your life. And do one more. Just do one more. You know, question, um, we talked about your role model. You are lots of people's role models, and I'm sure you know that, right? There's... I mean, you're mine, and, yeah. and I barely know you, and you're one of my role models. You truly are because of your trajectory and your strength, and, you know, you're a strong woman in business. So how did you get there? So could you just lay it out? Like, how did you become Queen of the May, which you are? Like, you started as a realtor. Can you just give us the flow? How did that work? You know what? I wake up every day, and I know I'm blessed, and, and I have a positive attitude. Uh, anyone that knows me, that really knows me, what you see is what you get, and I think <laughs> I think the more you help people, read the giving tree, the more you help people, it, it just changes your life. And so I appreciate the comments, but I, I thrive through you kids. You kids make me better. You make me want to be better. And I think if we all lived our lives that way, this we'd have a better place. I mean, I really do believe that. I just think sometimes we get so caught up in our own stuff that we forget that you know, sometimes just a, how you doing, like a smile, a pat on the back gets people to do and then hold people accountable. Right. You know, I, I think I've always been, my dad always taught us like everything is possible. He had three girls, he didn't have the boys. So, you know, we were like, go for it girls, you know? And I think 
I've lived my life that way. Everything is possible if you want to do it. Just go for it. What's the worst case scenario? <laughs> you okay. might you might fail, but will you learn from the failure? Then do it again until you get it the way you want it. So I just think it's a positive. Stay positive. Stay strong. Stay good to your core. And, and know where you came from. Understand that. And, and Well, I think part of that's so easy with Cobble Banker, the core four. You know, we're so ethical. I think it's so easy to follow in our company's footprints right. of, you know, stay too true to the business. Yep. What your responsibility is is to protect your client. Right. And, you know, I we all know other brokerages, and they're all fine. I'm not, I'm not disparaging any of them. But to me, Cobble Banker truly is family. And, and Kate said that earlier, like, uh, that's why I'm still here, yeah. because each office is a family. Each each region is a family. So I agree with you. Lean on your family, your office, your teammates, and stay true to the business. Right. I've been recruited by so many people, and I said, oh, I'm sure. I, I I've said to people, I said, I don't know how I could go somewhere else. After <laughs> I believe in this company so much, and I talk about how great it is, then what happens? I go somewhere else. What happened? To where it came from, all of a sudden, you're better than, I don't believe it. I believe we are with the best brands, the best company. We have the best agents, the most well-trained agents. And yeah, the most people, <laughs> group of people. Agreed. I mean, it's just, it, we have, we have, we have everything. You're not going anywhere. We're getting garbage bags. That's it. That's right. I have a them. whole pack in my pantry. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to Costco. I'm going to do one. Oh, man, this is awesome. Actually, we were preparing for this interview, Kate, and the, the topic of conversation was we just had so many questions. We couldn't choose, and we were able to ask every single one of them. Right. So thank you for just awesome. sharing I with us. I'm going to just wrap us up. Um, I think, as Laura said, you're everybody's mentor. We always remember your stories, your Kate-isms, and one of my absolute favorite is, well, there's two. One of them is, I'm not yelling, I just talk this way, because <laughs> I'm yes. Cuban and I also yes. talk that way. Me too. But my other favorite is, hope is not a strategy. <laughs> and it's I think you just did such a great job in explaining that Kate-ism throughout how you've answered today's question. So if there's anything else you'd like to add, we just want to give you the floor one last time. Well, I'm humbled and honored that you kids asked me. All I would ask for each and every one of you is be your very best. Just do whatever you want to do and go for it. Don't hold yourself back because you're, you're either your best friend or your worst enemy. And that's, that's the whole thing. Have no fear. Just go for it. That's awesome. I love it. Thank awesome. you so much, Kate. Thank for, you, Kate. Thank you so much, Kate. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Next week, we're talking to Giselle Benetti. She's an agent who grew her success by finding her calling and helping professional athletes buy and sell homes right here in South Florida. Her story is an inspiring one. You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, and review wherever podcasts are found. And share this episode with a friend. Join us next week for another unfiltered conversation about real estate. This is Pam, Cassie, and Laura on Resi Talk, reminding you to leave your mark.